try try to remain the standard. Okay, we have a standard. Welcome to Young About Pate, folks. I'm Carl Hess. Here with me, as always, Mr. Joel Miller. I'm back. He's back, baby. Like, no, last week, technically, I was back, but now I'm back. Uh, back. If you listened to last week's episode, you know Joel was suffering from monkey flu that he contracted while on vacation in Bali. I prematurely said that he only had weeks to live. Admittedly, I am not a medical professional. I thought Joel was on the way out. I was making plans for a new co-host. And you know what? I admit, I jumped the gun. Sorry to ruin I, all I your plans. I jumped the gun. Joel is, Dude. Joel is fucking of strong constitution. You, you can't get rid of me. It takes way more than one Balinese monkey bite to knock him out the fucking frame. At least two. Joel, you should see him now. He looks vital. I'm, fucking, I'm, I'm not flush anymore. He's glowing? I've, been, I've been eating food. You, you looked like jaundice last time. You were I like was, yellow? No, I was yellow and I was like so emaciated for yeah. like me. Yeah. It was terrible. You dropped a bunch of weight. Dropped 12 LBs, baby. Dude, that's the upside of the Balinese but monkey. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not the upside because you're losing muscle. Like, you're losing right, muscle. You're right. not losing, like, it's not like you're getting shredded. Right. Well, you're I'm not, not getting cut, Well, bro. yeah, you don't have I don't the energy those to do Usher, your... Usher-esque Vs leading down to <laughs> the, the fucking... penis bones? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're back into, uh, into full shape. Uh, well, not full. I'm like, I would say I'm like 85. You know what? I'm glad because, you know, it was... It was hard. I interviewed some other hosts and no, no one had it. I feel like that's a lie. I feel like, like you're just lying to people. Some right now. people had a sonorous baritone. Some people had like a strong, rich beard and some people had cool tats, but no one had all three. Wait, can we just talk about your amazing beard right now? Like, yes, I, I feel like it just popped in overnight too. It's not overnight though. This is literally a month. Like this is the longest my it, beard has then, ever been. Then last week I didn't notice. At all, okay. like I had no. Well, last idea. week it was like I was laying the foundation. It, no, but it looks like it just like really like like a chia pet. Like you know, the first like ten days <laughs> nothing, and then all of a sudden, insane growth. This is well over a month of not shaving. I, I don't have a very heavy growth. I'm gonna say that's pathetic. It is. I have. I, I mean, until I was 30, I literally couldn't have any facial hair. When I turned 30, I grew my first mustache, and I was like. Hell yeah. And nothing I was have the same. Mustache. It took so it took three months before anyone was like, Are you growing a mustache? I was like, Yes, I've had one for months. I'm sorry, little boy. Did you fall in dirt? <laughs> they were like, No, you no, you don't. Yeah, I just I just have a light growth. You know, I'm not like swarthy like you. You went to a wine event. A raw a raw wine event. Uh, this weekend was Raw Wine, which is a natural wine event uh, that started in Europe and is in New York now. And this was the first year they had it in LA. It was fucking great. Um, I kind of wish there was better food there. I mean, there was two trucks. There was a Kogi truck. And oh, fuck. Roy Choi's on notice right now. I wish there was better food. No, I like that there was two food trucks, but I wish there was like bites in the event. Oh, you, you know, mean you wish like, they were like setting up bellinis with like, caviar? I, like the best part about drinking wine is that like you do it with food and it's like a complimentary thing. And like you're oh, the best part about drinking wine was getting drunk. Well, baby. I love drinking wine, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like there should have been more integration of food, but it was a great event. I drank a lot of great wine. I refused to spit. I know, yeah. So I got pretty drunk. You were, you were that classless piece of garbage. <laughs> Everyone's like spitting. Like I feel like when I taste it, and I like, and it's in my mouth, and might, I'm swall- I already swallowed it. How can I spit it out? I, I tasted you, it, and it went down. You might as well go the full nine. And like dude, why? Why? Why spit it out? Well, yeah, I spit out some. This this is the most I've ever spit out a wine event, but still, I probably should have spit some more. You always swallow. There never was spit. like two hundred wines there. You can't. 
You have to spit if you want to taste them all. I don't know, man. I feel like if you taste all 200 wines oh. and you don't spit, oh, I didn't make you it. win some kind of trophy. They put your <laughs> picture on the wall. I did not make it through them all. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Were there really 200 wines? Um, well, each producer has multiple wines. So there was probably like 50 or 60 producers. But like, you know, some table, they have six different wines. So if you're going, I mean, individual wines, yeah, probably over, well over 100. Could have just mixed them all together and made a wine suicide. Well, that's what I did. I yeah. said, just g- give me, fill this mason jar fill that this, I brought from home. <laughs> I brought a bathtub, put all of it in there. Also, without you there, I didn't have the balls to ask for laybacks. Joel and I started <laughs> asking for rosé laybacks at Los Angeles Food and Wine Festival. And we were, the, we were just a hit. We were a hit except until, until the very maybe end. Maybe some people weren't as into and it as one, we were. And one person there was took one person really, really, kind of yeah. I probably, if you had been there, I probably could have got some of these people to do laybacks. But on my own, I'm... It seems like you were like kind of like a stuffy kind of wine event. No, this was not stuffy at all. It was fucking super chill. It was, no? it was I got to say, the people there were super awesome. Were, not, the, were the wines super raw? The wines were raw as yeah. fuck. I would, I would take a sip and I'd go... Ooh, that's raw, like baby. The, I did that after every sip. The Nobody Wu-Tang laughed. Clan of wines. I was like, if I keep doing this, I'll get some laughs with this line. And it just didn't <laughs> work. Ooh, that's raw, baby. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nobody liked it. I, I kept pushing, though. Oh, well, maybe next time. Um, well, fuck. W- what else? Any, anything to report on your front? No, man. I mean, I've gone to Staples Center to eat some of their delicious food. Saw a Clippers game. What's the, the, what's the chicken sandwich situation? At the oh, Staples God. Center? Well, the chicken sandwich situation is phenomenal now because they have a Ludo Bird there. And right, Ludo right, Bird right, right. is okay. pretty fucking delicious. I mean, it's a, it's a mess. Are we moving it's toward to like a future where like every public space will have a very good chicken sandwich in five years? Like, is that where we're moving to I think as like a everyone already almost has a very good fried chicken sandwich. I mean, sandwich. is Ludo... I mean, like the airport, you can get tons of good shit at the airport. I feel uh, like yeah. airports in general in the last five years have like really seen an upgrade in the food available. No, I, well, the like the bigger like metropolitan airports? Yeah, yeah. yeah like any like Los Angeles, no, New I'm York. No, I'm talking about yeah. regional airports You're talking in rural America, Joel. You you hop off the plane. And you see fucking... you see Miss Miss Q's barbecue <laughs> specializing in beef ribs. I like that trend though. It's like, you know, popular restaurants in the city will often have a branch in the airport. Yeah. And it's usually crowded and maybe it's not as good, but it's like I still like that over going to fucking Subway. Well, now you're just bad mouthing Subway, well, and I don't appreciate that. I I used to be Subway. No, please sponsor us. I used to be a we number one Subway advocate, like in college. Yeah, I think you just wore yourself out. Well, there was a 24 hour Subway, so I went there all the time because there was very limited 24 hour options. So I would like I would come drunk at like 3 a.m. like clockwork, and they would be like, "It's this guy. He's getting a spicy BMT." I was friends with all the people who worked there. We had great banter. And then what happened? And then I graduated college and I was like, I got to stop eating garbage sandwiches on a regular basis. But they're not, they're not that bad. I don't know. I think they're great. Actually, I would much rather go to Jersey Mike's. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Jersey Mike's Mike's is like good. No, Jersey Mike's is good. I think Jersey Mike's is good. Yeah. They slice the meat in front of you. I mean, I like that. Why would I go to Subway? It's like, it's like getting like the worst charcuterie ever. (laughs) Just like you see this guy hammering away on a dirty fucking... (laughs) This meat slicer. Yeah, no, he's slicing. They have a slicer. You got to give them credit. I, I give they them They have a slicer. I give them credit, but I don't think they have a meatballs. I'm not sure if they How do. often do you go to Subway? Now, well, I used to go like once a week, but now that the Subway closed next to the restaurant, I, I, I don't think I've been to a Subway in like six months. Well, yeah, we're seeing the backlash. Subways are closing. <sighs> they were sitting pretty, and now 
They're on the downslope. I heard they had, they had like more locations than McDonald's. Like at, at a certain at point, point, they yeah. had the most locations of any fast food franchise. I don't know about. And then now. Jersey Mike's came in Jersey with their Mike's meat slicer. Day. Oh, you think you? Hey, wait, what? The, what is that? Oh, that's that's how Jersey Mike talks. Why are you jerking off an hey. imaginary no, penis? No, I'm moving right my hand. Oh, like, like, like an Italian. People. Is oh. Jersey Mike Italian? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't know. What do you think he is? I guess his name, if his nickname is Jersey oh, Mike. Oh, you don't know anything about it. About I don't know nothing. The stallion I, I know nothing about the shore. I know nothing about the East Coast. That's your territory. This is man. like when I said Guinea and you didn't know what I was talking about. But you said what? Guinea. Guinea? Like, it's like a like racist a Guinea? slur against Italian. Oh, really? I know like Dago. Oh, that's also bad. That's that pretty good. Uh, speaking of Italians. Speaking of. <laughs> speaking of food luminaries, <laughs> I, I count Jersey Mike as a food. Jersey Mike's not a real person. I just want to make that clear if anyone thinks. Wait, that, that was just like a branding that was ploy? Just, I think. There was not a guy like hucking sandwiches? There should be like a picture of a guy who is Jersey Mike. Yeah, right? they, I think they really like fucked up on that front. Mm -hmm. or maybe they had one and he was just really ugly. You know, like the classic Italian chef who's on the pizza box, like kissing his hands. That's like that stock footage the of the racist guy? caricature of a guy with like a curly mustache. It's a good pizza. That's how you know it's a good pizza. They should have that, but for Jersey Mike. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good sandwich. <laughs> All right. I think we've rambled enough. Why don't you introduce our guest? Uh, so this week on Yelling About Pate, mm. we have Chef John Yao of Cato Restaurant. John Yao in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. John, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. First of all, fuck the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Coming I out, guns blazing. I went. My girlfriend got tickets through Coca Cola. They just like sent her her tickets, and it was to a Clippers game. I'm a Lakers fan. Okay, Brad. Always, always have been, always will be. I was actually. It was a Clippers Sixers game, and I was rooting for the Sixers, and they won. Sixers are good. This Sixers year. won. Sixers. Yeah, the Sixers won. They're all right. I mean, Hell yeah. they're, they're nice this year. Yeah. They're doing all right. Wait, so you're a Lakers fan? I'm a Lakers fan. Because you're from LA. I'm from LA. Okay, so we got we got two LA daddies here who have got a lot of got a lot of sports opinions. I got lots of sports opinions. We could turn this into a sports <laughs> no, podcast. No, so I easily. am the only like I am the only firewall protecting this podcast from just coming. Joel yells about the Dodgers for four hours. <laughs> Welcome to balls to the walls. <laughs> Talking about all the ball sports. <laughs> Except for rugby. That Fuck actually, that. Or cricket. That Fuck actually, that too. That actually wouldn't be bad. Um, John, you're the executive chef at Cato Restaurant in West right. LA. Um, Cato, well, I went there with Joel. We had a fantastic meal. It was the best meal I've I gotta say, had this year. It's uh, cool. pretty stellar. I think the, the first thing that jumps out, besides that like the food is so good, is that... There's no liquor license. There's no liquor license. <laughs> that's, that that, was, that's the biggest grievance I have. That's not a fault of yours. But I was going to say... Ten courses is eighty five dollars, right? Eighty dollars, yeah. That's, That's like insane. so crazy. And for the quality and amount, like we didn't leave hungry. Like each amount was very solid. Like the whole thing was coursed out perfectly. And when we left, we were like really satisfied. I can't think of any better deal, tasting menu wise or not. Like that's. Did you set out to be like, we're going to keep this super affordable, or did it just end up working out like, oh, we can just charge 80 bucks for this? Well, do you know how we started out? No. Give us the rundown. All right. So we started out, my parents and my family friends, they're trying to do like this catering operation thing. Right. And then basically they, they ended up not doing it, and then I kind of took over the space that they leased out. So the space was originally just going to be the kitchen for a catering operation. Right. Okay. And then they were like... This catering thing's not coming together. Yeah, I like stayed back and helped out and it didn't really happen, so we turned it into a restaurant. And it was always like the vision from the get-go was tasting menu restaurant. No, we were gonna do like 
like a fucking Taiwanese cafe, like <laughs> like popcorn chicken and okay. like rice bowls and stuff. Okay, that would have been sweet. What what made you decide that maybe you wanted to go in a different direction? Um, I don't know. I've never made like fried chicken and rice bowls before. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just like. No, but I feel like you're very qualified to do both of those things. Is but we're food? like we're trying to streamline our like our fridge space because right. we only have one two door fridge. Right. It's a very small space. Yeah. If you haven't been to Cato, it's. The space is well used, but you don't have a big kitchen in there. No, it's fucking... So, like, 20 seats? 25 seats? Yeah, tw- yeah. 26, 27, yeah. I think, yeah. Like all LA gems, it is in a strip mall. Yeah. Very unassuming. It's so nondescript. Yeah, like, yeah. You would miss it, like, nine mm-hmm. times out yeah. of ten. Because everyone's like, every, like, put up a LED sign, but we can't fucking afford one. <laughs> no, you guys have a cool sign. It's just, like, a simple neon... Yeah, and yeah, it was, like, so... It was spur of the moment, because the, the day before we opened, I'm like, no one's going to fucking find us, man. <laughs> But that's what, cool. All what, the cool restaurants. What have you no need, sign. what you need, is someone dressed up as a Statue of Liberty, holding a fucking like arrow, <laughs> yeah. spinning it and pointing it into Cato. We, we need someone to dress as Cato from the Green Hornet with like a sign that says like "Food here" and it's just like pointing in, twirling, maybe out in traffic, <laughs> just running onto Santa Monica Boulevard. You get up. You get yeah. Are you hungry? Go this. Get go in, here. Get in here. Go, go this way. It works for the mobile companies. It works for those those <laughs> bank loan operations. So, so, um, so Cato was brought about just by a, just your parents having a space. Right. And, and we took it over. Was the food that over. you guys were doing with the catering operation, was it similar to what the menu became at Cato? No, not at all. It was more along the lines of like rice bowls. and Right. Like, so that's like a pretty big shift to go from just like kind of like a standard Taiwanese fare to like, I'm going to do like a super refined like really minimalist, and like, it's like very it's, uh, seafood focused too. It's right? very seafood yeah. focused. Yeah. Just because, like, in the beginning, we we're getting so many people. They're like, "Oh, I'm pescatarian. I'm pescatarian." I'm like, "Dude, right. I don't have the fucking fridge space to accommodate this every <laughs> right. single night." So I'm just like, "We're gonna do pescatarian." Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like what I like to eat, so you're gonna have it too. <laughs> eat what I eat. What was or like? Leave. What was like the like? Do you remember like the initial when you were like, "I'm gonna fucking do a tasting menu restaurant." Fuck this shit. Like I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah, be- I mean, before I before I went to San Francisco to stage, I was doing like little tasting menu dinners outside of my house. Okay. So it was it was a pretty natural shift for us. It was a format that appealed to you. Yeah, it was just something I like to do instead of having people like, because you you kind of dictate what people experience. Yeah. Rather than oh, I'm gonna order all five of the shittiest things on your menu. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Do you like to go eat tasting menus? Like, yeah, I do. I I, your, I honestly enjoy it. That's yeah. your preferred like yeah. dining method. Yeah, I don't have to order. I feel like I do. I do appreciate that. Just sit down and just like here you go. Yes, this. Bring it out. This one thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> a curated experience, and you can kind of like you know like a like an omakase situation. You kind of give yourself over. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Omakase means like trust the chef or trust me or whatever. Trust. Yeah, yeah. Trust it's me. like I think there is that element of just like I know this guy's. I like what he's doing. I'm just gonna give myself over to him, and like that's kind of like a cool. To release like your and, and that's what control. I do when I go to Subway. I go to Subway, <laughs> stand in the front of the line, and I'm just like, I trust you. We just put it together. Look, you're the artist. I, this, <laughs> the, the sandwich is a canvas. You paint. It's, I won't deem to tell that, the artist what I, colors to use. When I first saw that they were called sandwich artists, like I was much much younger, and I and I kind of took it like like very matter of fact. I was like, oh. And as I grew up, I was like, oh, that's stupid. Like this is a dumb. <laughs> this is a dumb way to say employee. I think it is. A, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's not artistry. Um, I don't know, man. I 
You know what? One time, one of my, do you know, you know Andrew Chang, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Andrew Chang, he came down from from San Francisco, and he came into my restaurant, and I made him a deconstructed Subway sandwich. Nice. With, I, I made like. How I did just, you get the ham so wet? Did you soak it? <laughs> All right, it, and did you and get that ham glistening? This is, this is actually something that I ha- that I that that he doesn't even know. And I'll tell you guys this now. And now he'll finally fucking know. But what I did was <laughs> I went to Subway. <laughs> I went to Subway. I went to Subway, and I got like an Italian BMT, and then I took all the components apart. I I wrapped the uh, the meat and the cheese up like a like a torchon, and then <laughs> oh cut it, God. and then cut it, and then made like took the bread and made like crisps out of it. Oh my God. And then I just I took I took a package of mayonnaise and cut like a small like right. incision out of it and went like like spangled the plate with it and did like little dots of mustard. That probably looked great actually. It, I I there was pictures on his Instagram. I'll pull them up for you at some point. It was fucking hilarious. That's like, like that one Instagram Jock Lemaire. What is it? They they do like oh, play yeah they oh, play with yeah. like junk food it's fucking hilarious yeah Jean, the, like this is it was really popular yeah. a couple of years ago okay and uh, he takes it, meals it, and then kind it of it actually got added it was it was a it was a, a lady she. yeah it's a it was a female chef from can't like from Toronto or yeah. something or Vancouver. oh I heard about this yeah, it's awesome. yeah she takes fast food and then like plates yeah. it like really but like she plates it but she like manner. she like plates it and she like. Like only like types in all caps, and it's like, yeah. oh man, made this fire ass like <laughs> special Dungeness crab cakes with flaming hot Cheeto. Uh, fucking is she still like posting shit. or did it end? I think she probably is still posting. I'm trying uh, to pull this speaking of plating. Out. I've always Joel admired your plating, but yeah, but my plating is like garbage compared John, to John's. Your plating is like <laughs> it's pretty pristine. Talk talk us through your plating philosophy. Well, we're very like minimal. We yeah. always keep like. Less than like three or four things on the plate, yeah. and we like hiding stuff. Right. That's that's, that's the that's the other thing. Stuff. I love yeah. I love hiding things. Like you just yeah. put like you have just something in a bowl, and then you just put like a bunch of chervil on top of it. Yes. Yeah. That's what was it. the? Uh, it was the tartare that was covered in leaves. Yeah. That was very good. We just stopped doing like flowers and shit. Okay. Yeah. Just straight up oh, yeah. leaves. Yeah. Just leaves. Just yeah. fucking. I feel like everyone does flowers now. Yeah. So now we do like we Radish. just cover with stuff, <laughs> other stuff. That's like a good style though. You're like you don't know what's under here. Like some, something that could fucking pop out. Yeah. The first time I ever saw that was uh was at Wolf's Mouth. When I yes, saw, I saw actually was about to say that. I recently went to Wolf's Mouth for the first time. It was a shark's teeth dinner, so it was seafood focused. But uh, there was a pork belly dish, and he had compressed uh, jicama with like jamaica, so it was like red. Oh, and dope. then he sliced it like razor thin on a slicer and that covered like the pork belly. So it was like this little curtain. And and as I peeled it off, I was like, this is like fucking Kato. <laughs> <laughs> fucking peeling off some delicate fucking shaved radish. This delicious meat underneath. I mean, did that like minimalism just come from kind of like, like you just want to keep things really simple? Or was that something you had always admired from even before you had your own restaurant where that was something you were like, when I have my restaurant, I'm going to keep shit like real clean like real simple i feel like i i live like a very spartan lifestyle okay. so this is like an overall <laughs> this is like an overall life philosophy yeah this is a life this is a lifestyle choice okay i mean if we go to your apartment is it like fucking it's a bed and a stack yeah. of books okay i like that i like that it's minimalist a bed shit and a though stack of books i like that minimalist shit i i feel like there's something to that like Uncluttering and keeping shit really yeah. simple and clean—that's it's a—it's appealing yeah. to me. Yeah, I, it, it, it is extremely appealing. It's—it's it's like there's just something so like comforting about it. What was that? There was that like Japanese lady who has that number one best-selling book, and like the whole book is just like about like cleaning out your closet and like the 
empowering sensation of like throwing away a lot of junk that's amazing have I you heard to, of that? I, there, I there is an empowering sense like yeah like when I, you get rid of a lot of shit I just you feel a, good before i moved i had a clean out, i had a storage unit right and i had to clean out the storage unit and like the storage unit was just full of stuff i would never use i mean there was like one or two things that in there that i was like oh right. I, should, I can just use we this have all this house. shit that we never use but i'm but I, I was just like fuck it so i just like i gave a lot of it away or i, I sold some of it and by the time i was done not only was i not paying 150 dollars a month for a fucking storage unit but it was just like, there was something just like, I was like, I let all of this stuff go. I don't need it. Yeah, it feels good. It was great. Only we had written a best-selling book about that. It seems so simple. That's what we should do. You should, as a chef, you should just like make some beautiful food and then drop it, like have the server drop it and then someone else just take it. <laughs> so they don't get to even eat it. They have to, they look at it and that's it. I feel like you could be a pretty good life coach. I'd be a horrible life. No, coach. you would just like <laughs> someone would wake up and you'd just be in their room and you'd be like, "All right, motherfucker, rise and grind, baby." I have a whistle around my neck like a coach. Well, I feel like in order to run your own kitchen, you have to be like a pretty good motivator because you're like in charge of a team of people, right? So either you know, either through leading by example or by you know very careful delegation, like. Like, how have you found... My, my staff will tell you right now, I'm a horrible motivator. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm putting this on record. Meaning... John? Meaning oh, no, no. Of... That guy couldn't get us to do nothing. <laughs> so, is your philosophy like, I'll just do my shit, I'll do my shit good, and everyone, hope you, hope you keep up? We have this funny situation where I work with all my friends, so it's literally <laughs> like us just hanging out. Right. They're but that's like, awesome, though. It is. They're all from my hometown. Okay. It's really weird. Like, Everybody. Oh, like What's your hometown? 80%. Walnut. It's like thirty miles or thirty minutes east of Walnut. So you got the Walnut crew. Yeah, and like half of the people from our home is like from our neighboring town, like our rival. Like you know how in fucking cheesy. Wait, what's Walnut's rival town? (laughs) It's Diamond Bar. You know how there's like oh Diamond Bar, Walnut Diamond Bar. Those ritzy kids from Diamond Bar. Diamond Bar rich kids coming over here into Walnut. (laughs) Well, let's we'll show you how Walnut does minimalist fucking food, (laughs) motherfucker. Wait, so so half the team's Walnut and half the team's Diamond Bar? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Do you guys like have like fights ever? No. Like Diamond Bar kicks. It's ass. so petty. It's like two of the smallest <laughs> fucking towns in like like Greater Los Angeles. What, what's like what, what's are the stereotypes for Diamond Bar people when you're in Walnut? Like these fucking Diamond Bar people with their with their long pants and their unkempt, <laughs> unkempt beards. I mean, I guess they're both small towns. Walnut and Diamond Bar are just uh, varying forms of Asians. Okay, yeah. So it's it's Asian heavy. It's pretty much yeah. So is your your staff's mostly Asian? Mostly Asian, yeah. Okay, but I think that's cool that you just kind of like hired all your friends. Yeah. But doesn't that doesn't that raise its own challenges though? Like. When, like, isn't I've there, had some don't you have to draw the line between friend before. and employee at a certain point? Well, it's it's like, what if someone fucks up? It's then, on this like teetering seesaw of self like respect, you know? Right, <laughs> like everyone's right. just trying. Everyone's to... playing a very dangerous game <laughs> when they enter the Kato kitchen. I think like the like the upside must be like you're all friends, so it's like, you know, someone's not just working for you like because it's a job. You're like a family, pretty much. We are a family. But then there's also the downside if someone fucks up and you have to like. You know, discipline them or like, you know, get shit up to where it should be. 
then you're like yelling at your friend, not yelling at your friend, but it's like you have to be the boss at some point sometimes, right? But I mean, we've gone through like growing pains to get to this point. Right. I think right now we're firing on like all cylinders. Yeah. Okay. We're like this pretty is the solid most right now. You've ever been. Yeah. Because okay. right now, even right now, from when you guys ate, I feel like we're a lot better now. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, that Fuck. means we got to come back in. Yeah, yeah. I guess you, we got to have dinner should, again. You Fuck. guys should come back in. What was the inspiration? Is the is the foie uh, uncrustable still on the menu? So we took it to the next level. Oh, shit. Okay. What? You took so, it? You deep fried it. Background. <laughs> you deep fried it. Background for our listeners, there was, you know, an Uncrustable, a circular white bread sandwich with the crust removed. Yes. But instead of peanut butter and jelly, it was foie gras jelly. Right. It was fantastic. Uh, Joel and I were both uh, really into this. Probably the best course that I had. And I don't night. like Uncrustables, man, but I like that foie I gras loved everything about it. How did you take it to the next level? So, I mean... For- Uncrustables are pretty like typical like classic Americana. Right. Uh, so we took something from our childhood, which is this bun. It's called a pineapple bun. Okay. But there's no pineapple inside. It's just called a pineapple bun because it's like, like a Taiwanese thing. It's a Taiwan. It's it's especially big in like Asian American communities. Okay. It's just like this fucking bun. Just a bun. <laughs> it's just a bun. So like, <laughs> is it like a sweet bun? Like a it's King's a sweet Hawaiian? bun. Okay. Like have you had like um those like barbecue pork buns? From, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the topping is basically right. that. But like we filled it with pineapple and foie. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's kind of great. So it's like, like the Uncrustable, it's kind of a nod to something in yeah. your childhood. So there's like a cultural reference for us now. Because I, like I think that. we're better now because we're trying to make our entire menu like super like. Not just Taiwanese, but like Taiwanese American. Right. Because there's no there's no Taiwanese American people cooking right now. And I feel like whenever like we try to do a dish, like say like I do orange chicken, like Americans have a cultural reference right. for that. Cause yeah. like, fuck yeah, it's like yeah. pan. Orange chicken. <laughs> Everybody grew up yeah, orange if, chicken. If I do a Taiwanese dish, like nobody knows what like half. I kind of like that though. Like that reference, like, yeah. you know, a, a white person would eat it and be like, oh, this is great. It's pineapple and foie, but like, a Taiwanese American or Asian American would be, they would get the reference and be like, yeah. oh, it's like the pineapple yeah. buns that we grew up. So I kind of like that. But I like that it's like an education process for like people in LA right now. It's like, oh, like this is Taiwanese food. This is right. Like, it's just an education process. Like, even if you go to Pine and Crane, like, it's just like, you know, like some dishes, but like some dishes are just kind of like so ingrained in like the Taiwanese household. Like yeah. someone else has to cook it. Like right now we're doing basil and clams. People are like, this is sweet and it has basil in it. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Right. But if I explain it to you now, now you have some sort of reference for ah. future. We're and just, that's like a classic Taiwanese dish? T- yeah. Basil clams. We're just yeah, like never the, even heard of that. Exactly. We're like the doormat towards like <laughs> educating people. About but I kind of love that though, because like, you know, Korean food, obviously hugely represented in LA, like Filipino foods really having its moment right now. Like right. off the top of my head, I can't think of a place I would be like, you know, pine and crane, obviously, but like, you're right. There's not a lot of people who are being the standard bearers for like what being a Taiwanese American is. Like no one does Taiwanese food in like a modern setting. So yeah, like, I can't yeah. really think of any place. Wait, is Little Fatty Taiwanese? Yeah, Little Fatty. So it's very, little yeah. fatty. Is that it's, Taiwanese? Yeah, it's pretty like classic. It's like, like street, hum- more yeah. like street food kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, same with like La Tao. It's like very like traditional Taiwanese food. So I mean, I was trying to start like a dinner series for like Taiwanese Americans at first, but yeah. now we're kind of stretching it to Asian Americans. And I was kind of like, oh, who does Taiwanese food in America? And I'm just like, I guess me. <laughs> I'm the only one now. That's cool. The though. fucking flag I mean, bearer of Taiwanese cuisine. It's hard. I'm really, like really trying to push it now because Filipino food was so like 
undiscovered, right. underrepresented. Yeah. Which and is now, always so funny because it's like, it's like undiscovered by the white people, white people at large, and by like the critical food press. It's like Filipino food has been on LA, you know, for fucking ever. It's just weird how like a certain cuisine will get its moment. I mean, obviously you have dudes like Alvin Kalin, like who, who, you know, they, yeah. they rep it, they're standard yeah. bearers for it. He opened yeah. like the unit 120 thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you have to have like someone who brings it to the fore and is like, this is what I'm doing. And you know, this is what it's based on. And this is the whole tradition. Cause when we opened Kato, we were very like, we leaned more towards like Japanese. And if it was any sort of Taiwanese, it was more like Chinese or like some region of China. Yeah. Right. So now we're actively trying to be more Taiwanese. And it's just like you're just riffing on stuff that you grew up with. Yeah. 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 I, and I've like, I've come like to real and stuff too that you're like yeah. actively like searching for. Yeah. And it's just like, I always ask my mom, like, do you remember how to make this thing that you made for me when I was a kid? And right. like, do you remember if it was Taiwanese or like Chinese? What so, was, what was like when you were growing up? Like, did your mom cook in the house all the time? What, yeah. What was your, that was my, my, your, what, my mom's your a parents good cooks or just your mom? My, my mom's a better cook. Yeah. I mean, my dad still cooked, but. It was more like simple stuff. My my mom's a very very excellent cook. Okay. Yeah. So who made the orange chicken in your house? Man, I didn't even know about <laughs> orange chicken until Panda Express. You're like, what are these white you people know, talking about? You didn't know about orange chicken until Panda Express. Well, yeah. to be fair, neither did a fucking. <laughs> I had no idea, man. Well, I grew up on the East Coast, and they didn't have Panda Express. I mean, at least I don't think they did, because I never had Panda Express as a kid. I remember orange chicken from just like a local Chinese takeout place. Yeah. But it was probably like... Orange chicken was made by a Taiwanese person. There you go. Or is it General Tso's? General Tso's. General Tso's. Okay. Gen- Gen- yeah, yeah that's, that's more what I remember. Like yeah. the General Tso's growing up, that was obviously like a go-to. General Tso's chicken's fucking delicious. Yes. What was, the, what was like your favorite thing your mom cooked when you were growing up? Like you, when, when she made it, you were like, fuck yeah. So I guess this is the reason why I really like seafood, but... We used to eat like really simply prepared seafood right. growing up. So like gr- steamed fish or something. I like, loved steamed fish yeah. and I loved steamed um, Dungeons crab. Oh, like yeah. that was oh, my yeah. that was my oh, jam. I fucking love Dungeons crab so much. You have any crab on the menu right now? Not right now. Were you making shrimp oil the other day? All right, so here's here's a story. <laughs> oh, shit. About here Man, we go. I I, I, oh, I Instagram storyed it yesterday, and everyone's like, "Yo, you making fucking shrimp mayo?" I'm like, "No, man." <laughs> What? I had at least five people say you shrimp you mayo. Shrimp really? Mayo? What? What? Like, no. Oh, okay. I saw this. So yeah. in your Instagram story, it looked like you had a bunch prawn of heads. large prawns in a pot of boiling water. It wasn't even like spot prawn heads. They were just straight spot prawns. Okay. So there's a very typical Taiwanese condiment that you eat with in a hot pot. It's called, uh, I guess, it's called satay sauce, but in Chinese, it's called sata. And then it's just fried shrimp, okay. fried like dried fish, maybe some scallops sometime, garlic, shallot, chilies, and they just like reduce it in like you just cook it down all the way until it's wow. crispy and like dark. Wow. But we did it with just spot prawns. That sounds amazing. I should have brought a jar. It's really fucking good. <laughs> How does it compare taste wise to like a classic fish sauce? It's, it's thicker. Thi- so it's like an oil condiment. Okay. It's more like not a sauce. It's more like XO. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like dry. So super rich. Seep- yeah, it's super rich. It's like super, super shrimpy. Yeah. We're trying not to shy away from the super seafoody flavor now. Yeah. Yeah. That's such like a pungent thing. It's like, that, like, that's like that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. For, and then for what people do you, that don't haven't had stuff like that before. Yeah. What are you putting it on in the restaurant? So like I said, you eat it with hot pot. So okay. my favorite thing in hot pot is like thinly sliced lamb. Oh yeah, and then you put it in the saute sauce. But we're doing like um, we're doing like a lamb rib, 
like a crispy lamb rib that's like dusted in like fennel, coriander. <laughs> Dude, that Fuck. sounds fucking delicious. Is that on the menu? Um, next week. Nah. I don't know how Americans feel about like lamb. I, you know, I <laughs> in in the last couple years, lamb has become like one of my favorite meats to eat. I, I think. Well, I think with the like emergence of like Mediterranean places too. It's, yeah. It's just like eat, like people are more accepting of lamb. And it's not just like getting lamb yeah. chops now. You know, it's like I'm getting lamb. Like, yeah, I feel like. Pop. Most people see lamb either lamb chops or like in a gyro growing up, you know? Yeah. Because you never really like knew what meat it was. You're like, maybe this is lamb, but it's like, you know, it comes in that block and they just shave it off. But like the more lamb I eat, the more it's like, this is, this is like, dude, lamb is great. It's I, lo- so I love fucking lamb. good. And now you see like, <laughs> you'll see like lamb belly on the menu. Like I never saw lamb belly before. You know, like I'm seeing lamb belly more and more lamb ribs. Like you're saying. It's funny because like Americans just started getting into lamb, but you go like overseas and you yeah. have you have mutton and Americans are like fuck man we're not we're not ready for mutton. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like you you see lamb pretty regularly, but you never see mutton on an American menu. No, people no. are just like, what am I like a 14th century yeah. like medieval baron? <laughs> what am I a serf eating a giant here. mutton leg? No, not a serf like a fucking prince <laughs> eating a, a prince giant mutton. Yeah, a giant mutton I leg. I figure the serfs get some. It's like something you get at like, the Renaissance fair. <laughs> so I mean, I, I bet you if we go to medieval times, they don't even have. What mutton. is like? What is like the designation though? Like lamb? They're lamb until how old? And then they're just mutton. Mutton's just any sheep that's not young. Yeah, basically. I don't know the exact. Exact parameters. I'm trying to think the last mutton. time I had mutton. It definitely, it's definitely way different than lamb. It's way fucking gamier. It's way gamier. It's like, it's it's really fucking gamier. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe the American palate is like. You have boiled mutton overseas. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have boiled mutton in Asia? Yeah, I mean, yeah, in some forms, yeah. Huh. Wow. I'd love. Yeah, I'd love to try that. I mean, I'm definitely not like against gaminess. There's something about the lamb that you, you know, lamb's fresh, it's juicy. Yeah. It's like, you don't think of, I mean, mutton could be like that though. It, it can be, but I mean, it's an older animal. It's like, maybe it's you're a little the one tougher. who's going to introduce mutton and people be like, oh, you got to try, <laughs> try the mutton at you have, Kato. Uh, next to Kato, much ado about mutton. <laughs> <laughs> the, the muttonry. Yeah, someone could make it work, man. I don't know. It's, it's like, these old sheep, I, they're it, still delicious. It, it, it Give might, them a I, try. Honestly, it just might be the name. It's, it just might yeah, be mutton. the way it sounds. Where, it's did, just, where did we get just, mutton from? It's just unsexy. Well, I don't I mean, I could... I could are, you, are you Wikipedia? I am actually. So I'm lamb, always interested. You know, lamb, like, hogget, and mutton are the different... What's the, hogget? It's a, a, it's, a, it's a sheep that's over a year old. Isn't that the farmer from Babe? <laughs> farmer, <laughs> farmer hogget? Isn't Wait, that his is, name? Is, I mean, James maybe Cromwell? you know that that movie came out when I was six, right? I just have a great memory, bro. I got a mind like a fucking steel trap. Do you? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wait, so what's hogget? Um, the meat of a juvenile sheep older than a, uh, than a year. Okay. So lamb yeah. is, they're, they're kill. See, the thing is, everyone's up in arms about veal, but like lamb is That's like, lamb is just the same thing, right? 
Is it veal because they don't let, they don't like don't let veal move or whatever? No, they, just bre- they, bre- <laughs> they break all their bones <laughs> after they're. Is that what they're doing? <laughs> they're just, yeah. Nobody really wants the full story on veal because it's very. You know, sad. I don't eat a whole lot of veal. Neither do like, I. It's 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 very. But I will very say, rare. I fucking love it. It's yeah. t- it's tasty, but like the you only really see it. It's like in like Italian or French places. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like a veal chop yeah, or yeah. like something like that or like pounded veal. You know, like veal uh, milanese. That veal at fucking Rosa Blue. Oh, I just had it. It's oh, fucking amazing. Dude, how good is Rosa Blue? Yeah. It's so good. Did Shout you just go there for the Steve first time? Phillips. No, I go I go a lot. Steve's so okay. Steve's like a like an idol. Gotta get yeah. Steve yeah. on the pod, dude. He's doing good work down there. Yeah. He is doing so great work down there. That was a, the have you guys have the tortellini there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. tortellini Insane. and Brodo. The tortellini and Brodo. Like really, the Parmesan really dumplings nice. in broth were really oh, good. Oh, the too. something in sock. Yeah. That was like one meal. Like it's pretty rare where I'm like fully tapped out. Like Food just kept coming. We had the pig head land, and then we had like the veal chop, oh and then God. I was like, I'm kind of maxing out. And then he brought over those uh, house made white sausage, or no, it was house made sausage on white heirloom beans, yeah, cassoulet. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. remember that dish? Yeah, it was delicious. So good. Yeah. So much fennel, and we were like, just were they, talking about were it they too. Veal sausage? No, it was pork I, sausage. I think it was pork. Pork, sausage. yeah. Oh There's pork sausage. God, that dish was. And then I just kept. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, was, I think my favorite thing was the eggplant dish. It the was eggplant is so, so it, it was so just good. so well balanced, like in fl- like like all these like the these big meat dishes are yeah. great. They're yeah, rich yeah. and they're tasty, but like those like lighter beginning courses that just like there's something like so fucking like poppy in your mouth about that eggplant dish. Have you guys been so, to Soto? Because Soto's already like one of my favorite restaurants. I've been to Soto a lot. I've been to uh, Soto once, but it was a while ago. The last time I went to Soto was maybe a year ago. And I had like, I just sat at the bar by myself and I was like, I just left work early. I was on the way home and I had like mushrooms and I had some like, like two pastas and like a salad. And it was fucking incredible. Yeah. I, I think one of the things at Rose Blue that was so good, was so simple, it was that whipped lardo with like, what oh, were those man. like, what were those called? They were like bun. They were like hollow <laughs> bread pillows. The fried ones. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really like they were like, like quick fried. They're like fried like, like pocket super, bread almost yeah. or something like that. That with like, the whipped lardo was just like they're oh, great. I think I think it's like I think it's, I think it's polenta. I think it might be like polenta that's like been okay. Puffed. I don't I don't I don't know. I've seen it only at a few restaurants. It's, it's very at, good. They have they have the same thing at uh, Drago Centro. Which I've is, never been to Drago Centro. Drago Centro is, I mean, always it's, wanted it's, to go. It's like old. It's like right, old it's school. not okay. It's not like old school, but it's, it's like, like, but it's like very, it's very proper and right. very nice and like, and like services, like the servers are wearing like really nice. Like it's something that you would imagine like expensive Italian food right, right, being, right. you know. It's where like rich business people go downtown. Oh, dude, that's a it's a power. It's a power. It's a yeah. power. Like a lunch power. Yeah. It's like place. dudes in suits talking about like their portfolios. Like, and like, like they like, have like they have like multiple rooms in there where it's just like a round table surrounded by just like yeah, lines yeah, yeah, around yeah. the wall and yeah. it's just like you know deals go down it's there. like that place miro oh i've never been to miro i went there when it opened uh with a food writer friend and it was awesome but you could tell it was very much just like we're yeah leather and dudes and suits and power lunches and biggles <laughs> Sorry, no, leather, leather yeah, and dudes and suits and whiskey <laughs> sounds a little different they actually have a really cool whiskey bar downstairs it's gorgeous oh, yeah? but yeah it's like one of those places where it's like i'm not gonna I'm not gonna go here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. It's for like, I, it's for like the downtown power set. I, I went. I went. I, I very seldom go to restaurants like that. But like when I do, I'm just like, fuck. I have to dress different. It's yeah. like yeah. I gotta it's put like on like places a in like Beverly Hills where you like read about. And you're like, I probably never go here. Like, I'm, I'm actually, sure this is good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's certain places in Beverly Hills that I don't think I would like ever go, like Crustacean. Or, Seriously, yeah. That, like, I mean, there's like, like, so not, many like of those places. Like, I'm not gonna go there. 
There's like so many like, but like I'd go to Spago again. Spago's really. I would great. actually love to go to Spago. I've never been to Spago. I've never been to Spago. You've never been to Spago. I've never been to like Dan Tanis. I'd like to go to like a classic spots. Yeah. Dan Tanis is more is that's like. That's like old school American Italian. Yeah, that's no, like yeah. leather bank. I love a classic, like you know, Musso and Frank. Yeah, we're talking a lot about leather. Leather pants, yeah, leather, leather daddies. You know, fucking. Welcome to yelling about leather daddies. Get in that leather booth with a nice fucking martini. Yeah, and my, my martini or like you know a sixteen year old scotch. Mm-hmm. Order the chicken parm. So so glad you brought up Rosa Blue. What what are what would be some other of your top picks? Your you're a hot young chef. How old are you, by the way? 25. That's so fucking crazy. 25? I yeah. hate you so much. I'm about to be 34. That's like... Don't, don't, like, don't do that. I'm sorry. Don't do that. It's you're so living, hard. You're living the dream. God you got a beard it. now. You're in your prime. You're, you're in your prime. You're, yeah, you're, wow. you're well, in good that's, shape. First of all, very impressive. I can't think of any other chef who is that young who has had their own restaurant for what two years yeah damn that's but i mean crazy. i didn't i wasn't the one that raised money for it i was kind of thrust well yeah that's true <laughs> yeah, that's but true still, but you, you took it, but you but you took a it. fortuitous situation and really fucking knocked it out of the park yeah i mean i totally didn't ask for it <laughs> you're like it was thrust upon me listen i didn't ask to be this popular and famous now i just okay just so, so as a as a young chef about town what would be young some whippersnapper your, hot shot. what would be some of your top picks place or just places that you have really liked yeah, where eat. do you, you guys go you guys in, eat out a lot yeah in recent in recent months i see y'all like you take the team and you, you eat yeah. Out a lot. yeah or you make you're ridiculous good, shit in you're your good kitchen. to your yeah, team <laughs> okay let's talk about this For i'm not taking meal, them out to eat i'm not taking them out to eat <laughs> <laughs> let's let's make that clear no, but for family meal, I saw you made pizza, but then you also, it looked like a tray of pizza with a lot of pepperoni on top, but then when you cut it, it was rice on the bottom. <laughs> so you made a rice pan pizza. Well, you guys know Nikki, right? Yes. yes. Nikki I've eats, met Nikki. Nikki eats a fuck ton of rice. So okay. That was a joke for Nikki. Okay. I was like, Nikki, cut How it to was this it, fucking though? pizza. It looked good. It was good. It was very like Japanese trash foodie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just a bunch of cheese and like yeah, and cheese preserved and meat on fucking rice. Cheese and rice, baby. Yeah, uh, our staff meals get really fucking crazy. I've seen you guys like make like crazy shit, and they're like, "All right, now you have to eat it." Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. that's we, like the oh, Yeah, if like if we make something like remotely close to potato, we're like, "Daniel, you like potatoes? Eat the fucking potato." <laughs> <laughs> How do you eat that shit and then work a full shift? I have... Yeah, dude, you guys have like because you guys have spreads like for yeah. family meal, and I and I guess it's since you guys are all like friends, I, I'm assuming everybody kind of does something. Yeah. Um, but like I've never had like their family meals. I'm like I've never had family meals like that. This is fucking. It, it looks like you're. It looks like you guys are having fun. Because if someone gets a head on prep, we're like, dude, you're you're doing family meal today, man. <laughs> You're like, fuck. <laughs> so you <laughs> tries to work slower. <laughs> so you're doing it every day. You do it every day. Some, every day family, family meal. meal. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. But I mean, we totally don't record like. Sometimes if we're all right. busy, the one pot stews that we all make. Right, exactly. It can't, those, but those are some of the best be, meals. Yeah, the, where it's just like, all right, well, we have chicken thighs and we have rice. So uh, we're having chicken thighs yeah, and rice yeah. and we're going to put some of this uh, shrimp XO oil on they it. They can't yeah. be all on the Instagram <laughs> stories. Sometimes you just need to get down and get to work. But I will admit, like, the staff meals we make are probably the best staff meals I've had working. Fuck oh, they look, they look fucking amazing. Yeah. What time do you have staff meal at? 4.30. I'll be there. On the dot every day. No, you guys should come. <laughs> we're just going yeah. to show up and just be like, we're here. Uh, we're not going to pay for anything, but we're here for how, staff meal. How many people are on your staff? Um, we have five, five back of house right now. Okay. So five that's, or six. That's yeah. A, yeah. And everyone works. They, you, have, you guys work every yeah. day. Yeah. You yeah. Guys are all how do you have time day. to go to all these restaurants? Well, we only go Sunday, Mondays. Are yeah, you closed Sunday and Mondays? We're closed Sunday and Mondays. So that's good. That's pretty key, I feel like. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so let's get back. Let's let's do a, a couple top places you visited in recent months. Just places you've enjoyed. Rosso Blue and Aubrey Rocco are my favorite restaurants right now. Okay. Dude, Rocco is so Rocky's ridiculous. I've told you before. I right? have been fucking amazing. I have not been. Dude, I went to the it's killing me. I went to the original one like years ago. It was like five, six years ago Wait, in, in the- Vegas. Oh right! It started in it started Vegas. in Vegas and like Chinatown and like this shit, yeah. like this like little like nondescript like place. And you open the door. Have you ever been to that one? Because we always gush to Matt Weaver. We're like, dude, we fucking love rock. We fucking <laughs> love rock. And he's like, I felt the same way when I was in Vegas, and I used to go to that rock after work every day. And that's yeah. how I ended up. Coming. Okay, so for for our listeners not in LA or maybe just not in the know, it's Abre Raku. It's a sushi place. Uh, it's in West Hollywood. It's not a, it's sushi, not a sushi place. place. It's like an izakaya. They it's would like totally. Izakaya. Yeah, someone's getting pissed at us for saying. Okay, it's a sushi not place. a sushi place. <laughs> no, I mean they do sashimi. Like they do like amazing do preparation. Sushi, yes. A lot sashimi of times when I see pictures of them on Instagram, it is sushi, but they're not a sushi place. It's like an izakaya style. It's like when I went there. When I went there, it's like. Well, we got a, we basically got everything that they put on a skewer. Like okay. so, like it's like it's like God. This be, sounds it's like, like I would no. It's like love be, this place. beef yeah. silk. It's like have you you've been to Naman Khan, right? Yeah. I've okay. Been so like Naman Khan's very like laid back and like whatever. This Naman is. Khan, long time little Osaka yakitori parlor. Naman Khan's kind of like Americanized. It, it's extremely yeah. Americanized. But so, but so Rock was very like very traditional, traditional Japanese. Yeah. But they're like doing like you know silver skin like beef silver skin yeah. tendon. Um, silver hearts, skin. Li- yeah. yeah. What is that? Silver skin is like what you it's clean trim. off of. It's trim yeah. from the meat. Ooh. But what, they, what what I think they do Doesn't is like, they I think make they like a pressure cook it, it or yeah. something like that. They get, braise it. They braise and it and then they, they put it on a skewer yeah. and like glaze it with like maybe like soy or like something Damn. little. The low key thing they get there is the, the pig intestines. Fuck yeah. Uh, Amazing. Skewer? They're, I think they're just... They're not skewered. They come on a plate, but they're fucking okay. amazing. What else? The fried chicken there's fucking amazing. I haven't had that. Is- I st- even though texturally it's like kind of like weird. It's the the quail leg mountain yam and like I love that. It's thing. so I love good. Yeah. yeah. Wait, how are how are the pig intestines prepared? I think they're braising them either fried or grilled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn, that sounds. We gotta fucking go here. You, you gotta go. I mean, you're you're gonna spend money for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're gonna drop money, but it's better to go with a group. You'll spend a lot less. You'll money spend yeah. You'll spend a lot yeah. less. You'll spend. Maybe is it like, like drink a lot of sake situation? Like classic oh yeah, their izakaya. Their sake list is fucking. Their sake list is great. It's yeah. like yeah. I and remember. then and the best thing about like rock, uh, the, this rock specifically is like you buy them a beer and they'll fucking right. just chug it yeah. in front of you, man. I love that. Good yeah. atmosphere. Izakaya might be like. My favorite, like, there's a place, this newer place in Echo Park called Tsubaki, which is like a very refined Isakaya. I like Tsubaki. Tsubaki's, Tsubaki's good. Big I've gone to Tsubaki like Tsubaki. five times now. I really, really, yeah, really yeah. like Tsubaki's it. I mean, that's, I that's a little like more, three weeks ago. <laughs> it's a little more elevated than like a classic Izakaya, but like the food is fuck. They have this, happy, great. they have a happy hour menu there and they do a Dodger dog. Oh, and it's so good. Yeah, that Dodger dog's great. It's so there's a new good. spot open in Silver Lake called Isakaya Osen, I believe. Uh-huh. Be very interested to know how that is because I, I feel like there's not a really good East Side Isakaya that's just doing the classic shit. Like, and even like my favorite one in Little Tokyo, Haru Lala, closed down. I, don't, I, don't, I got. I needed a good Isakaya in my life. I, I guess, guess there's Honda you just, you just like stuff like on skewers. But I love That's everything it. about it. I love like the like the party atmosphere. The yeah. chefs are there. They're boozing. Yeah. They got the open. It's like when you go to like Dang Sang Sa in Korea. Right. It's just like that atmosphere. Everyone's kind of like drunk. Everyone's like <laughs> it's like it's like a very party atmosphere. You know, it's like. You know, the chef's just kind of back there drinking a beer, fucking grilling meats. Because yeah. that's like, my favorite way to eat, too. Yeah. But I don't need, like, a high-end. Like, I like no. the really deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. That's why I just feel like I need to go to Japan. Because yeah. it's like... I'm actually taking a trip to Japan 
with the entire Cato team end of December. What? We're, we're literally closing for two weeks and we're heading to Japan and then wow. Taiwan. That's crazy. And then to where? Yeah, it's crazy. Huh? Japan and then where? Taiwan. Taiwan. Oh my God. Yeah, we're going to that's Taipei. amazing. I feel like that's kind of unprecedented for a restaurant to close for two weeks and the entire team to what go. Are you, what are you fucking talking about? Noma does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, they literally are just like, we're going over here. Yeah, now. but they go to like open a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, do a fucking do a one two night pop up. Okay, so the, the story was we were trying to do a pop up and we we're like, oh fuck yeah, we're Taiwan. Taiwan, like they love us. We're Hell gonna yeah. do a fucking. Hell we're yeah. celebrities over there. You were like in the newspaper in Taiwan, weren't you? Well, we're in the Taiwanese newspaper Here, in yeah. America. Oh, okay, okay. But then we figured out we have no the pool, t- so the pop-up's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> we called around Taiwan. It's, <laughs> we it's call, not gonna happen. We called Taiwan. We're like, hey, Taiwan, and they they didn't even. They uh, were, we were like, they hung the, up. They're like, Kato's not a Chinese word. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> How like, did it end up being called Kato? It's is is it after the Green Hornet character? Well, okay, it's a long story. That, okay. We were in college and it was me and my roommates and we're all dog lovers. Right. So we we're going to try and adopt a German Shepherd and we we're all um, smoking something. Why? Wait, why German <laughs> Shepherd? Just so you like a German Shepherd? Well, I, that's like my dream dog. Okay. I want a German it is Shepherd a great or dog. a Doberman. Love, yeah. love those dogs. Yeah. Because I've always had, I've had big dogs, but I've never had either of those. So we were going to get a German Shepherd. We were watching Green Hornet, and we were like, holy shit, Kato's a fucking tight name. <laughs> it is a tight name. It is a tight name. So we are like, we're going to name this dog Kato. We ended up not getting the dog, and then I pocketed the name. <laughs> we named the restaurant Kato. But such a bad look having an Asian restaurant logo be a dog. <laughs> Everyone was like, don't it's, do it. It's not like you would have like a dog over a spit <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, what's that new place with the German show? <laughs> What's that? What's that dog restaurant that we're going to? <laughs> Fuck. So originally you wanted the German Shepherd to be the, the logo. Yeah. But now you never got that dog, huh? Yeah, we. Never you don't have time dog. for a dog. No. Don't you have cats? You have cats? No, I don't have it. Well, like I tried adopting a cat, didn't pan out. Mm. So now I just play with my friends' cats. Okay. <laughs> it's super creepy. You're at the restaurant every night. You're you're going. You're taking trips to Asia. You don't have time. To hey, take I got an extra cat if you want him. <laughs> I tried taking Joel's care of really that trying to get rid of this other cat. <laughs> get rid of this other cat, man. We have three. Holy shit. Joel moved in with his girlfriend and she had three cats and he made her give one cat away. I didn't make I didn't <laughs> Because we still have the cat. Wait, you still have three? We still have three. I, I thought she gave one away. No, because we, we were looking for a home oh, for you it. You really pushed hard. But you pushed hard. But we didn't but I didn't want to like rip this cat away okay. like i want to make sure right. that it had a good home and right. if it didn't get a good home i don't want to just give it so to a shelter th- there's three cats living in there's your three cats wow. i mean they're, they're they're all relatively chill all right. i mean they're they're cats dude they just yeah they don't they like you know sleep and they, they keep to themselves they don't they, do a ton they don't they don't they're not like dog like, it's not like a dog where like you come home and like the dog's like super fucking happy to right. see you and that you, dog's and like and i've been waiting buddy, all you know day I mean? for this yeah the cats are like you're, they're home and they're like, so like yeah there's stuff for you to clean up and yeah then, uh, we're still here and, uh, my asshole water. still looks like this <laughs> take that, a that's peek the other thing about cats is that that their assholes are always showing they're just <laughs> their tails are up and it's just right there <laughs> well you when when you can see something's asshole all the time you know where it stands you you know what's going on you're like there's asshole got it okay i know what's going on here <laughs> i feel like you know i love german shepherds but in order to have a dog that big in la I feel like you need like a yard. Like you see these yeah. people who have huge yeah. dogs live in tiny apartments. Like that's not cool. Yeah, that's I not mean, cool for a dog. You need at least an open floor plan and 
the ability to take the dog out three times a day. Yeah. Like if not, if not more, you got to, you have to ha- be able to do that. Otherwise it's just kind of mean to the dog. I have a Husky at home. She's a handful. And like we have a backyard. It's not you mean like your her. parents. Yeah. Okay. Love Huskies. That's what, probably too. my ideal dog. Yeah. They're so I want a dog. Smart. That's just like a wolf. Like I want a straight wolf. Yeah. I have an all white <laughs> Husky. Oh, I love that. It looks like a wolf. It looks like a game of Thrones. Like fuck. Dire yeah. Wolf. That's, oh. that's what I want. You know what this podcast has been missing lately? Game of game Thrones. of Thrones talk. <laughs> oh my God. I've, I, the thing is, you can't even think about it because we have like more than a year, and then like I, I, I you know, I'm into the book, so it's like the, who knows when the book's coming out. Seems so it's like, like when you think about it, you just get bummed because you're like, when is it coming? No one knows. Now, now you got me all fucking upset. <laughs> uh, that's fucking super exciting about Japan, though. Like, do you have? Are you gonna like do a real tight food itinerary? Are you just gonna show up? Like, do you know chefs there? Oh yeah, we have an itinerary. Okay. Like, we know exactly where we want to eat. Okay. Like, we know what we want to do. What are What are some of your top? top for picks? sure. I don't know shit about Tokyo. I for sure want to do Den Jimbocho Den. Okay. I want to do. I want to do a sushi place. I don't think we're gonna do Saito. Is it like a super expensive sushi place? Like a super. Saito's really fucking expensive, okay. but I don't think we're we're gonna be able to afford it. Right. Nor do Because you have a big group. Yeah, they're not gonna let like six Americans in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we we just have like this list we compiled. Do you have anyone who speaks Japanese on your team? Um, no, mm. no, mm. not fluently. Okay. No. That's still gonna that's gonna be the fucking best though. I mean, Dude, that's gonna be amazing. They're pretty they're pretty kind to like non Japanese speakers there though. Okay, they're pretty accommodating. That's good. They'll try their best. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Left. Have you taken a trip as a team before, or is this gonna be a first time? I've been to Japan and Taiwan two years ago. Okay, how was that? Trip? Three years ago, it was amazing. Did were you with any of your friends who work at Kato, or is it just no, you? No, I was or? with all my college friends. Okay, we just kind of took a trip. That was your first time going to Taiwan. No, I've been to Taiwan in my like early twenties. It was, but it's always like on bad terms. It's always to see someone who's about to pass away. Okay, oh, right. Yeah, so, Doing family stuff yeah. in the kind of a weird context. Yeah, so it'll be fun this time going just to eat because I've never traveled to Asia just to eat before, uh, which is essentially oh, what yeah. we're doing. I did. Oh, I did it once, and it was great. <laughs> it was great. I liked all of the food. You went to like Vietnam and yeah. like Thailand. Uh, and Vietnam shit, right? was Vietnam was like the best. Yeah, it was like a whole. It was just a real game changer. I, I Tokyo has been really high on my list recently, and I've had some friends who've gone recently are just like it's like unbelievable. Yeah, it also, just like food wise, like you know, it seems like, just like an it's, overload. It's so man. concentrated. Like it has like some of the, I think it has like the most restaurants of like any city in the world. Yeah. It has like the most Michelin star. Not that that's like, but it just I don't know. And, and their culture seems so focused on just like eating delicious shit and yeah. like having a good time. I feel like eating. that's the difference between Asian cultures and American culture. Like. Asians are so like, what am I going to eat next? That shit better be good. Like, yes, yes, they, they are. They plan their lives around me. Yes, and that's what, I think that's what I like love I about no, it I feel so it's much. not just like Asian culture. I feel like it's like, that's like a... Everyone but Americans. Everyone but Americans. Like they, they really like plan around well, yeah, how they Well, yeah, I would say eat. that like our food culture, especially in the last 50 years, has like prized convenience and disposability exactly. over like... But that's also because like we're new. Like... You know, countries in Asia and Europe have like food cultures that have been established over hundreds of years, sometimes even longer than that. We have no culture. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't have a food culture. We have an amazing food culture that's a mix of other stuff. Like that's the cool part about America. We take a little bit of this. We take a little bit of that. You say our food culture is just strictly built out of convenience. But it's a little more booming now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think the cool shit that's happening, you know, especially in like 
the last 15 years with like, you know, like a craft movement and the whole like, you know, like, you know, like nose to tail or the whole, you know, it, it can be like, uh, I don't want to see like what farms you get from on your menu anymore. But I think there's something to that in like in recent years, we've really seen people like valuing ingredients and valuing experience and being like this generation is so much more willing to pay more for food to have a good experience than the generation even 10 years ago. So like, I think we're moving in the right direction in terms of people who are valuing food as culture and valuing spending money on an experience as opposed to like, you know, not caring about what they spend on food and spending money on something else. Mm. And so, like overall food quality is a lot better now. Yeah. Yeah. That's and true. and yeah. I over the past like couple of years, I've heard chefs say like on multiple occasions that like the reason everyone wants to come to LA now and why LA is one of the most exciting food cities is that like, like the people here are such like a good audience for new shit. They're willing to try shit. They're informed. There's a lot of different cultures. Like, People, people have care, like a breadth man. of experience. Yeah, they people care. care, but they're also willing to try new things. Whereas, you know, I've heard a lot of chefs say in New York, things are more entrenched and people, you know, maybe aren't as open-minded or like LA seems like an exciting food city, not just because of the chefs and the food and the produce, but also because of like the people and like, you know, like we're creating a new food culture. That's what's cool. I think LA is like the most exciting food city. I think it's like not even close. Anymore. I mean, I, it's a fucking exciting time to be someone who loves eating, living in Los Angeles. That's for sure. Yeah. Take that everyone else. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we're creating the food culture. John's fucking creating the culture. You're creating the culture. Young uh, chefs who are out shit, here, dude. young chefs who are out here every day doing it. You guys are creating the culture. So Just it's making, like making vegetables, yeah. baby. <laughs> America might not have this, you know, respect for food and food culture, like in Europe, you know, we might eat in our cars and other people would see that and yeah. be like, what the fuck are you doing? I actually did do that recently i uh just was like eating a, like a chicken sandwich on the go and you see like and somebody like was like pulled up next to me and just like turned their head and we caught eyes and i was just like no but that's the thing and and you can see in stats like <laughs> when you compare how much americans spend on food to other countries like we spend far less because prices are cheaper here because of agribusiness prices are low you know like people in europe are just comfortable spending way more on food and getting better quality that's just part of their lives yeah here, it's, it's I a mean, focal obviously point of, their, of the diet, man. It's yeah. not just about what, yeah. like, what you eat. It's like how you eat it, right. when you eat it, right. like, and prizing quality. You know, yeah, like, like a good meal of good food with good friends with good wine is like, that's like something to be. That should be the tagline for Rosa Blue. <laughs> a good meal with good friends and good wine. No, that's 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 my. When you're here, your family, or maybe that's Olive Garden. <laughs> Me and Jersey whatever. Mike are teaming up to create a fast, casual concept where it's uh... Jersey Mike's Olive Garden, Rosa <laughs> yeah. Blue explosion. Look out, Olive Garden. <laughs> well, no, that's the that's the new fucking thing that I was just reading about: fast, casual pasta. Some place just open and they're like killing it. Everybody wants pasta well, for lunch, like but Centeno no one knows where to pasta go. Pasta bar, Pasta yeah. Sisters is like pasta super popular. Some place just open in Santa Monica. Yes. Uva, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People those, want fucking those, pasta are, for those lunch. The same guys that do sugar like fish? sugar fish. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking sick. They yeah, and look how high ho cheese. Look how successful whatever. sugar yeah. fish is. They've it's just dominated. Like, yeah, and Kazunori. Like Kazunori is just like I love Kazunori. They've come. Yeah, Kazunori's great. Kazunori has come up with one of the most brilliant business models ever it mu it makes tons of money and it's just like it may i mean if you're like oh i want a salmon or whatever it's like it takes them 35 seconds to make and then you have it and then you leave there you go it's fucking brilliant 
When are we going to see a Joel Miller Fast Guys with Rotisserie Chicken concept? Oh, man. I was just been, looking up ro- like Fast Guys with Rotisserie Chicken. That's a great idea. Dude, there's a place in Eagle Rock called Turning Fire that I think is a Fast Guys. I've never been there, yeah. but I've heard it's good. The thing about when you think when you have to think about like successful business business models, especially for fast casual, you have to think about the thing that's going to appeal to almost everybody. And chicken, so, dude. So like chicken and rice, every culture has some kind of chicken yeah. and rice. Yeah. So I have an idea for a, a, a it's not a rotisserie specifically a rotisserie chicken place, but it is a chicken idea. Don't I'm, put it on record. I'm not putting it on record. <laughs> no, Folks, no. you're not going to hear it. We're shutting this conversation down it's right called now. called Clucks Are Us. <laughs> <laughs> it's called What the Cluck. Uh, logo is just a confused bird. Uh, keep keep that under your vest for now. The, the time will come and when it's if it's time I, I to unleash have, it. I have, it I have a name world. and everything, man. I, got, I know, I know. I, you I got it going on. I, also, I know you have concept we, art. We, we, also have, uh, we also have this uh, an idea for like a casual, like a very casual steakhouse. Ooh. Um, that I think would. I think it. that's the go-to move: casual steakhouse. Like, right. so, like and I, when I say casual, it's like you have like three cuts of meat and you have like three sides, and that's fucking it. <laughs> Go, Joel, you're giving away all your gold. On, on yeah, the, but like, who's gonna do it? Like, if you do do it, by the way, give me some fucking credit at least, <laughs> <laughs> and don't be a dick, and don't open it up in Los Angeles. <laughs> go somewhere else, anywhere else. You can go to Walnut. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, really, Cato is almost like an approachable. Like, I can't think of another tasting menu place that's like it's, it's obviously not fast casual, but it's like that's like a very approachable. It is priced. casual though. It's casual. Yeah, like, you kind of just come in, you pay eighty bucks, you get like really good food, no fuss, no muss. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no liquor, but it's like I literally, you know, I love drinking, but like when we were eating, I didn't it even didn't matter. I did not even think it about it. It didn't matter. Yeah. That's the, why for us, it, like our food has to come out in like rapid succession. Yeah. Right. Just so people don't right. notice. Oh, I don't have a fucking. Right. Drink. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you have a few drinks before you go. Yeah, that's what we encourage. Yeah, and no BYO, nothing. You're still working. Are you working on a license? We are, but I mean, like, it's hard. It's It's not like the most important thing. Yeah, you guys have. Well, we're trying to open up like another spot. Oh, oh yeah. What can you tell us about? Well, we're trying to. Okay, I'll I'll just go ahead and say. Okay, we got an exclusive (laughs) yelling about pate exclusive. This is where we need a board with like buttons. We'll get a sound effects board for next time. We're trying to do a 12 to 18 seat like um, tasting menu. Like, so it's gonna, it's just gonna be a, like a seating like bar oh. kind of situation oh. around the kitchen. Fuck. Yeah, and it's gonna a be a chef's super, counter. A chef's counter. That, that's the word. But it's Fuck gonna be yeah. super intimate. Like, it's gonna be longer form menu. Of course, we want to do drinks. We want to yeah. do pairing. Love it. Yeah, we want to do like two turns a night. We want to do like 24 to 36. Turns. There'll be no sign. It'll just be a, a picture of a German shepherd. Yeah. And you got to fucking figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But that's exactly the feel we want. We want you to like kind of like look for it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, do it's, you have concrete plans or is this like long, long term in the well, works? Well, we've or? been thinking about this for a long time. But okay. I mean, West LA, you're going to bring it to the east side? We need, we need some on the we, east side. We want to open on the east side. Okay. We want to open. We want Arts District, ideally. Okay. That would so be if fucking you did great. Open this up, uh, would you shutter Kato? We want to turn well because that because I can only imagine like right. you going could only back be, and forth with yeah. staff, or you yeah. might want to bring your the staff that you have that has built whatever you have. Because I want to uh, bring the Kato staff to the new place, the new place. Yeah. But I want to keep Kato. I want to find some person, not keep it as an incubator, but like. Someone who wants to do a tasting right. menu and doesn't have like the capacity or like right. the could money. It, and could it be anything to pass off point? the chance like, that anything. if it was like you got to somebody or something yeah, like exactly interesting like some out of town chefs like oh my gosh I've been working for ten years out of state like I came here and I wanna 
I want to show off my. Chops. I fucking love that. That's fucking great, though. You're yeah. paying it forward. Yeah, it's it's like uh like unit one twenty. Yeah, kind yeah. of operating. And he yeah. kind of gave those Lhasa guys like permanent. I've know, never eaten at Lhasa. We gotta go. I, I you, keep hearing great stuff. Plaza a lot. No, not no. a lot. Because no. every time I go there, I just see the Howling Rays line. And you're just like, like fuck, fuck this. You know what you can do? Oh, this is the hot thing. Just get an app. Just order like, ahead. Yeah, just email oh. Johnny. <laughs> and then just be like, hey, I'm John from Canada. Uh, He'll be like, cool. Just here you go, man. Folks, that's Joel's hot tip for Howling Rays. Know Johnny Ray's own personally <laughs> and email him ahead of time. Oh, he uh, might not answer your emails. <laughs> he actually might not answer mine. Hot tip. I think one time I wished him a happy birthday. It took him like three days to get back to me. Oh, he's thanks. a busy man. <laughs> he's a, he is a busy man. Actually, they're doing construction. And, uh, oh, right. They're expanding. They're, they're, they're expanding. Everybody's because expanding. We got Momofuku you see, coming Dave, into Farias Plaza. You know Dave's Plaza. Hot Chicken has a brick and mortar location? No. It's, it's on, it's on uh, Western. We should, we should go. It's close to my place. Let's go. It's not open yet, but like it's. I saw, I saw the signage and everything. I was like, hey, I'm going to go there. Okay. I'm sure the line will See, be they do they long. do tenders, though, which I feel like I, I want the bone in there. I'm not into tenders. I, I mean, I'm I, sure they're good. I've never wanted, had. I only want – see, when I go to Halloween Rays, I get, I get the sandwich. Right. I've gotten like I've gotten like the, the batter's box, which is just a bunch of wings, right. and, I've, and I've gotten okay, them Howland yeah. style. No, like, I'd like to try Dave's. The Howland style is no joke. No, it's too yeah. hot. That is no – it's, it's, it's so hard on your stomach. Yeah. It's insane. It's so hard on your fucking stomach. So let's go to Helen Rays right now. I fucking wish. <laughs> I've never been. I, yeah, I, I will chicken. say the chicken's very yeah. good, but I would never wait in that line. The last time I went, I actually went with Marcelo and uh, one of his buds, and we waited for 45 minutes. We got there. At Marcelo is the owner of the Wallace. Yeah. For anyone. We, got there, we got there at like 10, 15 or something like that. And that's too early to be eating. For so like, yeah, so I, we got there at ten fifteen, and we and they don't open till eleven. So we waited for forty five minutes until they opened, and then we waited an extra forty five minutes. See, that's that's too long. That's not. Funny. That's too long. Yeah. No, it, it, he he wanted to see. I, we were talking about business models, successful models. I wanted him to see it and like experience like the line and everything else. The other time I went, I went with Ted, and we and it was like when they first like came about, and we only had to wait like fifteen minutes or okay. something like that, which wasn't wasn't terrible. That line is insane. Like there, they have, I think there's an app for it now. There's like I'm a sure Howlin' Rays like line app where like people just like sign in. And they're like, ah, it's three fucking hours. Well, in 2018, we got a lot to look forward to. More Howlin' Rays. We got Momofuku coming into Fire Plaza. We got maybe a chef's counter concept from John Yao. John Yao's Rosa Blue Origami. Well, do you have a name K-Dow picked out already? Explosion. Well, I mean, well, I want to call it Mata. M-A-T-A. Okay. But you mean I, like? Oh, we really don't know. <laughs> like the word to kill in Spanish. Oh shit! That's kind of that's like that's too violent. <laughs> no, that's kind of badass. We're putting it in East Los Angeles, and we're gonna we're gonna Call name it, it murder. Kill. Is Mata just a, a word that you like, or was that based on? Yeah, I think Mata plus something else means something again. Okay. So we're like again. That, oh okay. yeah. I like that. Well, that's a fucking yelling about pate exclusive. I know. Yeah. That's what we do, folks. We bring you that hot. Inside news. Yeah, was, take that, Eater. That you're not going to get on Eater. That was like the Batman signal for... Uh, we, we need more funding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, please, somebody sponsor somebody us. Somebody please send us um, money. We would like monies. It's, just, it's not an appealing concept to people who want to invest in restaurants. They're like... Because they no. want to... Because they want... They people want to invest in restaurants want to be able to invest so they can go there and like... Right. Fucking like... Yeah. Just like have a great It's not time. a restaurant where the owner gets to hang out at the bar all the well, time. Well, I mean, they want like a return on their investment. They right. want... Well, yeah. They want a howling raise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want, they want a, ph- a phenom uh, right out of the gate. But Wait, you're telling me that investors want to get paid back? You That's mean the mafia insane. only did me a favor to get something in return? <laughs> For shame. Fat Tony. 
<laughs> I bid good day to you, sir. I will go you now. You can get some. Uh, you, maybe when you're like in Japan, you can get some yakuza money or something. Oh, totally. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hey, he would comes you guys back, like to like, come back? I'm like, hey guys. Yo, Yao got off the plane with five hundred thousand dollars in yen and no, and no fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I got suitcases full of yen. Let's make this shit happen. Uh, well, you're gonna have to come back on after your Japan trip and give us the debrief. Yeah, I will. because I know you're gonna do some amazing shit over there. Yeah. Um. Well, dude, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, yeah man. thanks for having uh, me. Kato is so fucking good. If you haven't been there, you got to go. It's and it's about eighty Santa bucks. Monica? It's Santa eighty Monica. bucks. Santa Monica. Bro. That's fucking not. No, okay, wait. We didn't. We this episode is going to run long because we we did not discuss your pastry chef. We did not discuss Max, and I think that's doing a disservice to right. Kato as a restaurant. Max, do you, the do you still do the pastry tasting menu? We only we do, sometimes. but um, not a lot of people order it. Okay. Well, they're fucking up. Well, yeah. like, would they come in and order the full dinner tasting menu and then order the dessert in addition? We just had someone do that. Okay. I think they came up. They came See, down I would San do Francisco. that. But when we did it, we had what? We had 12. We had eight we did, savory courses and two desserts? I think we did six savory and six or no. desserts. No, no, we gave you guys the pastry tasting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the pastry tasting. Because too. the pastries were fucking Those were some really, of the best pastries really I've ever really had. Good. So he's insanely yeah. fucking talented. Shout out to Max. Shout out to Max. Max is pretty fucking amazing. Like, it's like everything he makes is really good. And it, like, completely fits with our restaurant, like... Like ethos, I guess. So, is he gonna do something for like Thanksgiving, like sweet yam pie or something? What is he doing? He's doing blood orange and yogurt right now. Yogurt's like my favorite fucking. Love yogurt. Oh, fuck yeah. Like my things in life are yogurt and fried chicken. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Stay healthy with yogurt. Splurge on fried, fried chicken. chicken. Balance, baby. Balance. So he's doing that. Is he from Walnut or Diamond Bar? He's from fucking Diamond Bar. Oh man. shit! Oh, Max. <laughs> fucking Diamond Bar Max. Wrong side of the tracks, fucking Max. Man. I'm so glad you could put your differences aside. <laughs> the deep divide between Walnut and Diamond Bar. You just go into the back kitchen and they're just like punching each other in the face. <laughs> Diamond Bar. <laughs> Walnut. <laughs> I'm so glad that we could further divide Walnut and Diamond Bar. Just I, drive I just want to go wedge. to the Kato kitchen and there's like a line on the floor. Yeah. And just like That's people, the diamond bar side. Yeah. Now there's like, to your side. <laughs> there's like tangible evidence that there's a war going on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, Kato yeah. restaurant. Go, go to Kato, folks. What is it? It's like Barrington and Santa Monica? Brockton and oh, Santa Monica. Brockton and Santa You're Monica. You're on Instagram at, at John Yao. John Yao. J-O-N-Y-A-O. And then KatoRestaurant.com. And if you want to follow Nikki, it's Dog Saget. If you want- <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's Dog Saget. That's amazing. I, I, I love that. I love that you guys are just a bunch of dog lovers from two small towns with bitter rivalries that have... Put your differences aside to open up an amazing restaurant. We're so fucking weird. I encourage everyone <laughs> to come work here. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, well, yeah, if you haven't gone... Yeah, whatever you guys go. are doing, it's fucking working. I don't know if it's it's the, the, the town rivalry, your combined love of dogs, but it's uh, you got a hell of a team and a hell of a restaurant. Yeah, man. Thank it's you. awesome. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We uh, Joel, you're on Instagram, at Joel David Miller. Yeah. I'm at Carl Hess. The pod is at yeah, pod. That's Y A P P O D. Um, you know, give us a follow. Jump on iTunes. Keep give sending us, us those fucking, email, uh, and emails give and us, DMs. Give man. us the fucking five star review. Yeah. You you have time to do it. Just jump on there. Yeah, you have time to listen to jump podcasts. You have there. time to go online and jump fucking on click there. A Type out a nice little review. Give us the five stars. Um, and thanks for listening. We'll Just be back remember, next we're week. Not taking- John. Thanks for doing it, man. Well, we're not Thanks taking for uh, applications for co-hosts anymore. We're not. No, stop just... sending me applications. Joel is not dying. Okay. Come back. He's back, baby. Thanks, guys. <laughs>